if you don't find other uses for it. And industrial uses, plastics, paper, construction materials, textile fibers, those are all great opportunities that can be leveraged to ensure that you maximize the yield of the cannabis plant. And as you see our strategy coming to play, you'll see that we're going to play in all of these industries because we want to make sure that we deliver optimal efficiency and, of course, major economic benefits to our investors and, of course, great products to our consumers. From the PodConnect studios, high in the Rockies at the beautiful Beaver Creek Resort, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today on Raising Cannabis Capital, we are joined by Louise Marchand from Flora. Louise, welcome to the show. Dan, thanks for having me. I've heard a lot about your company, and it's nice to finally meet you. I didn't just jump right into it, but it's assumed that as the laws change and the artificial border barriers are removed, the cannabis industry will follow the same business life cycle as every other industry. So certain aspects of cannabis will become commoditized. And the low-cost producers will have a huge advantage. So as the industry moves to this next phase, how are, have you positioned Flora to excel? Dan, thank you for that question. And you're absolutely right. I think over the long term, the cannabis industry will continue to have high barriers of entry because it will be a highly regulated environment. However, trade across frontiers and geographies will continue to improve And we expect over the next three to five years, there will be a true global cannabis market. And for that reason, we selected Colombia as the place for our cultivation operations. Colombia presents itself as the best geographical position to grow cannabis, which is a specialty cut flower. And you probably remember, Dan, in the 90s, there was a a major boom in the flower industry in Colombia. And Colombia is now the largest producer of flowers, the second largest exporter of flowers, second only to the Netherlands. We expect that trajectory will happen with cannabis and growers in Colombia. And there's a lot of other advantages to growing in Colombia that I read on your website. Not that I know this, but the average is 12.5 hours of sunlight per day. And the breeze helps with the bugs. And there's a lot of other advantages, right? Yeah, there's a number of factors. So you're absolutely right. A lot of people don't know this, but Colombia is the second most biodiverse country in the world. There are five thermal floors, which means you can grow on at ocean level, but you can also go at high altitude. Our farm is optimally located 1,500 meters above sea level. And at that altitude, we have nutrient-rich soil. We have constant winds of three miles per hour, which reduce the incidence of pathogens. We also have almost 13 hours of sunlight every day of the year. It's a seasonless environment because it's alongside the equator. And when you pair that with the agricultural know-how of the Colombian population, the Colombian people, then you are in a great position to grow exceptionally quality product at a very low cost price. Man, and you have like 247 acres there right now? That's correct. And that's just the beginning, Dan. We currently have the the largest outdoor cultivation facility potentially in the world, certainly in Colombia. And it's 247 acres, about 100 hectares. The yield in terms of what the output that you can deliver from that land is about three and a half tons per hectare, like two per two and a half acres per year. So clearly we have a a long way to go in terms of fulfilling our our first 100 hectares, but we are preparing for the future and we have enough land to scale that 
21 more times because we know eventually the demand will be there because we're growing naturally, organically, and at the lowest cost structure potentially in the world. Man. And and most people immediately will be like, what about the import-export deals? I, I understand there's some changes down there. Meaningful changes that I had the opportunity to travel to Colombia last week and meet with the president and his team. We have been working for a, a long period of time to modify the, the laws with regards to cannabis regulation in Colombia. And the biggest change and the biggest breakthrough that we achieved last Friday was the ability to now export dry flour to the global markets. As you know, Dan, over 50% of the cannabis industry, its revenues come from dry flour. So now Colombia and its industries and its companies, such as Flora Growth, will have the ability to export dry flour. That's a massive change. But also, uh, my company has multiple business divisions, food and beverage, textiles. We take advantage of the entire cannabis plant and its yield and uses. And the changes in the law now allow us to manufacture, sell, and export food and beverage products, textile products, and many others, which will be a significant revenue generation opportunity for, of course, the country, but of course, for Flora, flora Growth. Oh, for sure. And I see you have multiple distribution sites across countries, three continents. I'm assuming that's one of your biggest challenges, but having all these distribution centers is probably setting you up for the future. That's correct. But Danny, I think it's important that we highlight some of the of what Flora is and our, and our strategic advantages versus not. We, we don't claim to be a vertically integrated company. We grow exceptionally high quality cannabis at a low cost structure. And we have a portfolio of brands and products across multiple industries, which help us both in revenues and margin. But we have established partnerships across the globe to ensure that they help us with the distribution of our, okay. of our derivatives and products. Or we are made, making strategic investments, investments such as Hoshi International, where we own a minority stake on that company. And that company is focused in the European Union with assets both in Portugal and Malta. And those are two key entry points to the European market that we're going to be able to leverage over the short term. You know, I have another show and she often refers to cannabis uh, byproducts as co-products because she says there's really no waste in the cannabis plant. And, and that sounds like what that's what you're taking advantage of. I saw you have an apparel business for hemp fiber and you have the beverage business that you talked about. Is that all part of the big plan? You're absolutely right, Dan. When you submit the cannabis plant to extraction, you are only utilizing 20 to 40% of the plant. The balance of the plant as of today would go to waste if you don't use the balance for other than compost, if you don't find other uses for it. And industrial uses, plastics, paper, construction materials, textile fibers, those are all great opportunities that can be leveraged to ensure that you maximize the yield of the cannabis plant. And as you see our strategy coming to play, you'll see that we're going to play in all of these industries because we want to make sure that we deliver optimal efficiency and, of course, major economic benefits to our investors and, of course, great products to our consumers. You mentioned investors, and I saw, like, I think it was back in May that you guys went public on NASDAQ. I didn't know that there were very many companies that got accepted under the NASDAQ. You're under ticker symbol FLGC, FLGC. How are you approved? 
it, it was not easy then <laughs> it's, it's certainly a path that we chose intentionally we knew it was going to be a difficult path but we wanted to prove to the investor community that we were a legitimate company and that we were willing to stand the rigor of Nasdaq, of the SEC, FINRA, and DTC. So it was a long process, almost a year, but we ensured that we complied with all the requirements of the regulatory agencies in the United States. And we believe we're the first cannabis company to go through a direct listing in Nasdaq allow us to demonstrate to investors that cannabis is an industry that can be trusted and that can bring long-term value for them. And clearly, we're being rewarded today and investors are being rewarded, of course. Uh, clearly, because I saw where your stock started and I've been watching the numbers, it's been an upward trajectory since day one, which is, has a lot to do with your management. And I think the, the approach that you guys are taking, I'm sure the investors, obviously, they seem excited about it. Yes, Dan, from day one, we have made sure that uh, human capital uh, is, is a foundational priority of our company and no, no company will be successful without a great team. And we have been very intentional from our board of directors to our executive team, to the teams that are working in our farms on a daily basis. We ensure that we provide them with the tools and resources to be successful. And clearly they are the ones that deserve all the credit to, to our success. Well, if you want to take a look at the team, there's a profile on everybody on the Flora website, which we'll have a link. We'll also have Louise's information in, in the show notes. So if anybody wants additional information or if you want to, if you didn't hear this, the ticker symbol, or you want to check out their stock, check out the show notes. We'll have all the information there. Louise, I'm really excited for you. This is fun. It's great to watch this happening. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for having me, Dan. And it's, it's great to be here. We'll be happy to come anytime. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, this is Cheryl Murray Powell Esquire, and I'm the host of the Terps in the City podcast. I am a cannabis agricultural dietary supplement and trade attorney. I'm also a hemp farmer, and I've been recently named to the list of High Times Magazine's top 100 influencers in cannabis. I'm inviting you to follow me along my journey as I move back to New York to support the adult use market there. You're going to get a chance to listen to conversations with some of my friends along the way. I look forward to seeing you at Terps in the City.